A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 75 of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Today, have I got something special for you. This week's guest is one artist that I really didn't want to chat with over Zoom. I wanted to meet her in person. I've had the utmost respect and admiration for this artist from the moment I first saw her. In today's world where a lot of people get nigh on traumatised if they get told no or can't get their own way, there's people like Alison Lapper that stand out like a beacon. Born with no arms and shortened legs, Alison spent most of her childhood trying to piece together her own identity. Her extraordinary background and passion for creativity has given us one of the country's most inspirational artists. Her reputation was only bolstered when Mark Quinn created his modern-day Venus de Milo for Trafalgar Square's fourth plinth. He captured her in white marble when she was eight months pregnant, and it was simply and respectfully titled Alison Lapper Pregnant. That sculpture also went on to be shown at the Venice Biennale, with an inflatable version being paraded at the opening of the 2012 Paralympics. In 2003, Alison was awarded an MBE, and just over a decade later, the University of Brighton awarded her an honorary doctorate. It's common knowledge by those of you that are lucky or unlucky enough to know me that I can rabbit on a bit. Oh my God, did I meet my match. You will hear another person in the background of this podcast. That is Alison's PA, Sally. Although, to be honest, I'm not sure who's the boss of who out them two. So please, sit down. Buckle up, because you're going to need it, and come with me to meet the amazing Alison Lapper, MBE. Well, I've got seven questions as well. Okay. So, um, the first would be, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know your work? Oh my God. How would I explain? That's really difficult. I don't, I mean, I suppose I'm an artist. I paint with my mouth. Yeah. Um, because I don't have any arms. Um, I've got a degree, first class degree in fine art. Um, my favourite things to do is figurative. Yeah. I'm, I'm into people, body, body image. Painting. Yes. I see, because I've only ever seen your... Um... MFPA work. Exactly. That's my, the, basically the mouth and foot painting artist is my, as I call it, my bread and butter. Yeah. I could not survive without that and it is a challenge because I'm not a landscape painter I'm, I'm you know I enjoy it because it's a challenge and it's been a challenge since day one yeah. 
if you see what I mean. Um, and I think that every time I do a landscape or a Christmas or whatever, I learn something from that. And I like it for about an, a day or something. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> so every time I do something, I learn a lot. And a lot of me goes into my paintings because yeah. I'm not, I don't sit in my chair. I'm actually sitting on a oh, little yeah. stool. Yeah, I can walk. Yeah. Um, not very far these days, but I can. And um, all of me, I, you know, I, I don't just sort of sit there and use, move my head. I move all of me. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen it before on telly, people using their mouth. Yeah. And for, obviously for a person that, that doesn't, it's just bloody fascinating. That, I mean, obviously you've, you've had your lifetime making your Mark. head dexterous, yeah. you know. Um, and like when I've, I've seen people paint and draw with their feet before. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I've, 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 I have trouble picking the, the pen up off the floor. But you don't have toes, to, you know? do you? No, exactly, that's the thing. I mean, that's what I say to people. They're like, how did you how do you paint with your mouth? And, I, and I'm like, well, the same way you paint with your hands. Yeah, you learn. You learn. I yeah. mean, apparently, the good thing is with my mouth is it's closer to my brain. I don't know if that's a theory or... I don't know. It's quite an interesting one. But I do find that when I'm working... I have to step back because I'm this close yeah. and I'm also very dyslexic and it my composition I really struggle oh, with competition yeah really do so I have to come step back and look at it for quite a while in fact I actually live with my paintings I put them in front in the lounge I mean I've got one in there at the moment I've, I've been looking at it for about three weeks four weeks <laughs> because I can't decide yeah. it's not right but I'm struggling to correct it. Yeah. So um, I do get stuck. It's almost like writer's block as well. I mean, if I could be rude enough to ask. Oh, God, yeah. What's the trouble you have with mixing your paints? Do they need to be mixed for you? No, no, no. All I need is people to... Um, I've got like a big block that I... And I've got some silver foil on it. Yeah. And I get some PAs to put my paints out. I've got three little tubs of water paintbrushes so I mix it all myself but I use um, water-based oils which are fantastic someone just yesterday mentioned to me that oh I am so glad I mean I loved oils but the smell the terps yeah. you know it, mixing it all up at home as well yeah it gets in everywhere oh right? it does I and mean, you just it was a stink and it used to give me headaches so I'm so glad someone said to me. Being that close to it, yeah, as well. <laughs> it's getting high. Yeah, you don't. You this don't is a, this is a good painting. <laughs> you know? What's it like? Who cares? Who cares? You know. So yeah, <laughs> I never needed to do drugs at art college because I was already doing it. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of like, well, I you know because people go, oh, well, how do you do it with your mouth? And it's like, I mean, in fact, my partner who's upstairs working, he went to buy a. a a vehicle yesterday I went with him and uh, I drove and uh, the guy I don't know how to describe him really but anyway and he was like oh fucking hell you're amazing <laughs> and I said have you got have you got a cup of glass of water I could have and he's like yeah sure go fucking get one and off he went and then he came back and then he went how hey, fucking hell do you drive this fucking thing then and then I showed him all the adaptations and how it all worked and whatever and he went so uh, what do I do with this water? And I went, well, you feed me is what you do with it. Well, I've never felt fucking customer before. And it could be he's got the, got the um, sort of gumption. He did, though. yeah. Because most people would try and be Run really away. Yes. and make themselves look silly. Yeah, they? absolutely. I was really impressed with him, you know. Um, and he was just, he was funny. And, and he just said, oh, I love you. Your wife's amazing. And I'm like, thank you, mate. It's oh, very cool. kind of you. So, yeah, you know. But you've had that sort of attitude from people all your life, haven't you? Yeah, and I don't mind it at all. People yeah. go, oh, don't you find that patronising? And I'm like, no, not really. It's educating people, though, isn't it? Yeah. And if that's what my life is about, then that's fine by me. Yeah. You so know. I remember we were sitting watching the programme that you was on with um, Rankin. Ah. Oh, he was driving in that, wasn't he? Yes. You? That was my black van. And that was, yeah, my boy went... How, if she's got no arms? And I, I said, well, there's, you know, the cars are adapted, but I didn't, that's as far as I know. And tell him 80 grand's worth of kit in that van. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a mobility vehicle, because there's no way yeah. I could afford to do it myself, you know, because it's a lot of money. But I love, love, love driving. Always have done, you know. I bet, I, I bet people have, um, 
he's raised a few eyebrows when you've pulled up those. Oh, ones. always. <laughs> you know, always. Excellent. Or, you know, if, if a vehicle either the same height as mine or a lorry driver or whatever, and they kind of have to take a double, why is that wheel going round on its own? And I've had friends in the van and they've not even noticed. They're like, how do you drive this? And I'm like, on my shoulder. Because it, it's like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. It's really funny. Is it like I'm not doing anything? And so my left foot is accelerator and brake, and then uh, everything else is touch control. So gear, press a button, um, brake, press a button, starter up, press two buttons. So it's it's all just, you know, touch. It's amazing that we've got yeah. to that point, isn't it? I know, I'm trying to keep really quiet because I'm not making any music. <laughs> <laughs> She just wants to jump in. <laughs> really, you could just interview Sally. She knows enough about yeah. me. You don't need me, really. <laughs> yeah. I've got to make it authentic, haven't I? My second question. Go for it. When was your first interest in art? I was about... The first memories I have of... of and I used to draw with my foot, my right foot age of three i mean there's actually silly film of me tiny drawing with my feet and i've got these bloody awful artificial arms on and they're trying to make me pick the pens up with the arms i wasn't having any of it and i picked them up with my toes and was drawing like that and then they gave me um a, a doll to pick up and i just picked it up with my teeth you know, and 35 years later, that's exactly how I picked my baby up. Yeah. You know, he was in a, you know, what baby growth, and I just used to pick him up with my teeth. Is it your parents you're talking of? Who, yeah. who? No, no, I was in care. Oh, sorry. That's right. Um, so I did my 17 years of, uh, in fact, I did 19 years, if I think about it, in care it's, completely. It's quite a thing, it's not so much now, but I, I'm presuming, and I know you said on, on your ranking thing, that, that you was given legs or arms i can't remember both what it was, just to sort of blend in yeah but we society. didn't i remember and watching how fucking bonkers is that? i know it's nuts but people we weren't even allowed out when i was a baby and you know toddler and whatever we weren't really allowed out because we offended the local community you can't even get your head around that way of thinking now but you? they take us to lewis prison for the day oh, i used to love it and my feet never used to touch the ground they would pick me up from the, they come on the, on the bus, pick me up, carry me around. I mean, I was so envious because they had their own rooms. Yeah, yeah. We were in dormitories of like 20 kids, but they were so nice. I loved it. I loved going to, I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it? But I really enjoyed going. God knows what they must have thought of us, you know, <laughs> the prisoners, but you know, it was a man's world and I was very happy in it, actually. It's just a bit of an odd you know. thing for them for that, the home you was in to yeah. be taking you to uh, yeah. prison. I know, but I, we, I we felt that we were in prison, but we didn't know what we'd done wrong. That's yeah. how I felt at about five or six. But I lived like that too. And I couldn't understand why they were being punished. So what were we being punished for? You know, and we were probably treated worse than they were in many respects. You know, um, loved it, absolutely loved it. And I remember these two guys, a black guy and a white guy, and they carried me back on the bus, put me on the seat, and they were saying their goodbyes. And then they said to each other, "Oh well, we could escape." <laughs> and of course, my little ears pricked up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's well, you could hide under the chair. For a five or six year old to yeah. even experience that was just, it was mind blowing when I think about it. And I was never scared. I loved it. When are we yeah, going there next? There was no reason to be scared, was there, I suppose? Um, well, if what, people are being warm to you rather than yeah. either staring or ignoring, which I'm presuming that that's what, what your, your youth was. You know, but it was, and yet at three years old, I, me I mean, I don't remember, but the nurse that took me remember, there was about five limbless babies including myself and they took us to Brighton Beach where you've dropped your family off today and we cleared the beach in 10 minutes 
and people were dragging. Maybe I took you down there earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't work anymore, unfortunately. Oh man, it's it, it you know. good though that the attitudes have changed. When was it you first realised you wanted to be an artist? Oh my goodness. I suppose when I was in secondary school, I suppose I was what, maybe 12, 13. I didn't want to do anything else but art. Um, and I had a brilliant art teacher and I, I was used to be able to go in and, and basically paint and work with him, even if he was teaching maths or whatever. I mean, I used to disrupt the whole classroom because he'd show these pieces of art to me and I'd think, well, that's rubbish. And I knew nothing about art. You know, he'd been to art college and been an artist for, you know, probably 40 odd years or whatever. And there's little me at sort of 16 going, well, don't like, what, what was that? You know, um, but I think he liked it because I challenged, Good. I think, yeah. you know, what people may or may not have thought about it. And I I enjoyed it. And of course, I used to, everyone used to laugh because yeah. I would disrupt the whole class. Yeah. Um, and because of my dyslexia as well, I struggled with English and maths and all those kind of subjects I really struggled with. Yeah. Um, whereas art, I just... Destined to be an artist, yeah, you? Yeah, but loads of people told me I would never amount to anything. Yeah. You're disabled, be quiet, you'll probably be answering telephones yeah, in an office. Disabled, dyslexic and an attitude. Yep. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's crossing every box rather Absolutely. than... Absolutely. Depending on which way well, you Well, exactly, which way you look at it, sorry. And a woman, yeah. Oh. And a woman. And I used to walk a mile a day in artificial legs to get to school because they used to march us up and down the common four times a day. So you'd go down in the morning, back up for lunch. And I presume they'd be pretty, pretty ill-fitting back in them days, wouldn't they? They were all, I mean, they were plastic and leather, so they were hot. It's so sad, isn't it, listening to it, isn't it? Yeah. In, like, nowadays, it's, it's just a world away, luckily, isn't it? Thank God. And you just think, so you'd lay there, and you'd be pissing down the rain, usually, when you fell, because it slipped. And in artificial legs, I mean, I was five foot one in them. I went down like a tree. What are you without them, if you don't Three foot them? ten and shrinking, I think. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> oh, could you have come today? If I'd have come in a couple of weeks, I might not have seen you at all. <laughs> You're shrinking at that rate. Seriously, it's terrible. My bum's going to be dragging along the ground <laughs> if I get much shorter. So, yeah. Rubbing out your own foot. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what piece that you've created um, has the strongest emotional connection? Ah, well, this has just happened, I suppose, recently after my son was found dead. <clears throat> um, I just, I don't know. It, it's all a bit of, uh, I don't even know how to explain it to you, but it was, I don't remember much about his cremation although I organised it with Sally. Um, I went to see him three times and I had him home um, overnight. And I, I can't tell you why I did that. I just had to have him. I know he was dead, but I had to have him yeah, with me. You can't no. knock anyone for anything they're doing. You know, I still put his ashes in the lounge because I just can't, can't part with them. Um... And I, I did see you was sorry, but no, I did see you was contemplating having it compressed into a diamond. I am still going to do that. Nice. Yeah, I mean that is I've got his ashes with me yeah. and his hair. Um, it was just very surreal, wasn't it? Because I mean, obviously, I'm devastated, broken-hearted, and always will be. I realise I now have a a Paris hole, and I am probably a bit different to how I was before. I mean, I'm just as stupid, but. Do you know what I mean? That there is a little bit of something. There's something missing. And always yeah, will be. yeah. You miss him. I miss him every day. And people go, "Oh, well, you know, the longer he's gone, the easier it's get." No, I haven't now spoken to him or heard his voice for eleven months. Yeah. That's hard, actually. Really hard. You know. And I know, you know, he was a bugger at times, and he was a naughty <laughs> lad, and he was heading heading probably to prison and all of that but it was my son yeah. you know that's, and he got into right? got into drugs and it destroyed him all his mates were doing it as well didn't destroy them but Paris for some 
I don't know. And we don't know whether it's suicide or accidental. Over we, the coroner said accidental overdose. But I suppose my biggest bugbear now is, and is that fact that he wasn't looked after. He wasn't taken seriously, I now realise. And that the drug issues should have been sorted. And the mental health. You know, he, he was sectioned. They couldn't wait to kick him out. And then he got sent to an anorexic unit. And they couldn't wait to get rid of him. Well, it's, it's not until you get involved with the mental health and the drug side of things that you see how it's much so they're disjoint. ignored. Oh, and they don't talk to each other. Yeah. There was one psychiatrist who was brilliant. He was South African, Peter. And he said, what this young man needs is two male PAs at home with mum, who's already got PAs, and probably for about two to three years, and then it'll be as right as rain. And they missed that opportunity. Yeah. You know, they said, no, it's too expensive. Yeah, they're, they're stretched in every... I'm not justifying what you're No, 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 I know, they're money... They're stretched in every direction, aren't they, yeah. you know? But if there had been the money, yeah. Paris would probably still be sitting here today in a slightly different place, if you see what I mean. And yeah. that's what really upsets me, is that he wasn't given the chance. And when he was difficult with me which of course when you're off your face as I'm sure you probably know and have seen you're not you can't reason with somebody yeah. that's and off was, the face. was he an addict as well oh yeah yeah see that's a whole different mindset because there's no reason they're just I'm, I'm, I don't mean to talk, talk bad but they're, they're just interested in the next yeah, fix. Rat, they, yeah. You know? yeah and he would do anything for it yeah. anything it was a difficult situation well people have not been in that position, yeah. as in using, unless they've been around people that have, you just can't understand I didn't. the character of people, can you? No, I didn't get it. Because, you know, like you were saying that he's done whatever, in in my head, I just automatically half excuse him yeah. because of, excuse me, you can't excuse him 100%, but... But all he was driven by the next yeah. fix. You know, I mean, I used to have bloody drug people hanging out the house. And, and, of course, I did give them the money because they said, well, if we don't give us, I'm going to beat him up. And I didn't want him beaten up. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it, it affects the whole family. It affected me, it, you know, even the PAs. And he was, wasn't he? And even when he was older, if he was having a day where, what I'd call a good day, I got my Paris back. Yeah. So, you know, every time I had to call the police and have him removed... Yeah, see, that, that could be a little heart. bit of the problem as well because you, all the time he's being a pain, mm -hmm. you know that that's not him and there is a, the nice kids yeah. in there somewhere. In there. And he shows himself every yeah. now and then. Yeah, and I felt awful guilty. And no one, that, else, no one else would give him that much nope. um, that much room, no. would they, you know, emotionally? No, not at all. You know. and, and they don't need to, to be honest. No, they, of course, because you know, it's not their child, is it? So... You know, but it it was it's hard because I felt like I was almost betraying him because I had to have him removed out and he'd look at me and go, Why mum? Why are you doing this to me? I felt awful. But yeah, the police he was looking at long term, he was looking at the moment now, in yeah. that moment, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. You know. And there should have been a lot more help for me as for well you know, I didn't know what I was dealing with or how to deal with it you know and the thing that got me through is I loved him you know and always will yeah. and you, as you say when you're involved you forgive an awful lot because it's your precious child you know but there has to the police are not social workers and when he did have a social worker I can remember her saying oh I can't wait for him to be 18 she didn't like him at all yeah she didn't like him at all Katie, you know. Well, that's, that's the thing that I, I say, talking about, just diverting, uh, I apologise, but diverting no. a little bit, talking about crime. Because we accept what children do, and then come their 16th or 18th yeah. birthday, wherever the law is, you go, right, yesterday we excuse you, yeah. but tomorrow or today, yeah. we don't. That's and exactly the, what... Know, how can you stop yeah. the day? You know, you, you become... Criminal I know, that's exactly what happened. And, was, and society you know. does that as well. Yeah. You know, we go, well, you should know better. Yeah. How the fuck should you know better? Yeah, it, it rolls me, you know. It does, completely. 
you know, and all the, all the help stops. Yeah. You know, it, it just disappeared. He got thrown out. I'm not going to see him on the street. So I picked him up, you know. How could, he couldn't deal with himself, his own personal hygiene. Never mind about finding somewhere to live. So yesterday, as you say, I was allowed to be the mum involved. But today, no. Yesterday he was 17, today he's 18. What's the difference? Yeah. And why well, are we so obsessed? Things are influenced by school friends. Yeah. Because... One, and kids are the worst people in the fucking world. Oh. They, they don't, they don't know anything back, do they? Um, Especially secondary school. He hated it. He and I what, got to used to like, shame him over. Yeah. Uh, his, if I went to parents, appearance. parent. If I went to parents' evening, the next day, oh, they take the piss out of him yeah. so badly. And of course, it made him depressed. And you know, I'm not surprised he, he didn't turn to drugs and whatever yeah. because. He didn't have a get-out anywhere, did he? I mean, I stopped going to parent evenings and things because I just didn't want him. But then, of course, he suffered because I wasn't there. Yeah. Catch-22. Yeah. You know, what What can I do? You know, because of the drugs, that's, that's why he wasn't looking after himself and his room was like a tip. And all they did was they moved him from one hotel to another. Yeah. He lay dead in that room for three days. Shit, did he? Yeah. I didn't realise that. That's what breaks my heart. You know. Yeah. Even if he didn't, but if he did, and I wasn't there. It's just being alone, isn't it? We, we yeah. don't like that. And, and being outside of your circle, or, or anyone's circle, it, it, if they're, they're past, they're past. You know, if, if no one was there, it probably wouldn't have bothered him at the time because of the state of yeah. mind he was in. Yeah. But that doesn't do anyone who's left behind no. any favours, does it? Yeah. By himself. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So there's a lot, I don't know, there's a lot that isn't right with the system. Well, yeah, because basically, obviously I was still painting or through all these difficulties and what have you. And um, I kind of, what was I saying? <laughs> I love being this age. What was no, I you saying? You were saying about how you started dealing with his passing. Yes. With with art. So I kind of, I'm, I'm I was invited through a friend of yours um, to do an exhibition with. Um, oh, for goodness' sake. Gerald O'Dowd, you remind me of Gerald actually, don't you think? He asked if I would like to do a uh, an exhibition. Met him a few times, and you know when you just meet someone and you get on a house on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, and him and his partner, they're just lovely, lovely people. Um, and he was like, "Well, you know, I've got another exhibition." So I really kind of put the pressure on me to, to paint yeah. which was probably the best thing at that time because it was like you know you've got stuff to put in an Another exhibition focus. you need to do more work because you've not got enough so that really really sort of took me somewhere else and then one day I, I did this painting of a face um, and I think I was it to you I think I said it to Sally I said who does that look like and she went Paris and I went it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I've just done another one that's in the lounge. It looks like Paris. Now, I have never, ever attempted to draw Paris or paint him or whatever, because I always said, he's too beautiful. I wouldn't be able to do him justice. Yeah. And yet, these paintings keep coming of his face. Yeah, it's, it's just your subconscious telling you something, isn't it? Yeah. You've just got to try and figure out what that is. You know? So, I mean, you know, I'm experimenting with things that I wouldn't have even thought about, yeah. you know. So it's weird, isn't it, how things lead you into something else and then into something else. I find that quite but fascinating. Your, your, your artistic route sends, tends to sort of follow your your mental route, really, yeah. doesn't it? You know, you're, yeah. you're only painting and making art that's a reflection to, it, to what you're thinking. Yeah, absolutely. So that's... It is. Yeah. What exhibition? Which exhibition? Out of our mind. Oh, Out of Our Mind. Have you seen any of... No. Again, Gerald 
and a guy called Laszlo. Um, he's just come out of an institution, isn't he, as well? Laszlo. I don't know. You know when you just warm to people and they, they're just... And we just got on so well. Um, and they were like, you know, do you want to do another expression? I'm like, yeah, oh, I'd of love course. to. Yeah. Um, so now we're trying to get money um, from uh, the Arts Council so that we can actually put this exhibition and go with it on tour, yeah. which would be an amazing thing to do. But, you know, it's something to work towards because yeah. I'm sure you know it's not easy to get grants for no. exhibitions. I'm just and in the process of applying for are you? The grants for quite a big thing I'm putting together, yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Um, I can't talk to you without mentioning Mark Quinn. Indeed, you can't, Mark. Bless him. Good stuff, honey. Yeah, I, I mean... He I, wrote to me while I was in prison. Oh, did he? he did. Wow. I mean, I just... I have just so much respect for him because he he took a huge risk. Yeah. Um, I thought it was beautiful. What, the, the gesture. Yeah. As well as what it meant, what it stood for, yeah. what it's done for society. Oh, definitely. Even, you know, for disability. and Amazing. You know, really, really. And, and it's not, you know, I know there are still issues and problems and all of that, but at least it it's a bit of history that was yeah. positive. Yeah. You know, because I remember on on the plinth and uh, going and having a look to see what it looked like. Because you know, it's sixteen feet tall. Yeah. You know, I'm three foot ten. I could sit. I could have sit <laughs> I can't even in my own. Yeah, seriously, I could sit in my own lap. Yeah. It was bizarre. Um, and then I went to um, Venice because he he did a blow up version yeah. that um, came to life on the uh, 2012 Olympics yeah. ceremony. And uh, I literally, from nothing, exploded onto the scene. And it was 36 feet tall. And when I went to Venice, the church were very, very, very unhappy because it was a Catholic church right next to the gallery. And there was this slightly pinky-tinged um, rubber sculpture that moved in the wind um, next door to their church. And they were absolutely reeling against it you know loved it it's like yes yeah. you know single mother and pregnant and uh, disabled I mean you know every taboo well, you can think exactly. of I was just about to say it's, it's every everything that the, at least the Catholic Church disagreed with oh totally and then going back to what you were saying earlier as a child being put in the shadows and yeah. out of the way so no one can see you yeah. to be put on on display and possibly the the best known sculptural um, position in definitely in this country. Yeah. But and for it to go around the world and it is and uh, the, the title as well where he just put your name in the title yeah. as well. I thought that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, separately. Absolutely. I mean, you know, working with Mark did not do my career any harm yeah. whatsoever. And he was very gracious. You know, I mean, people thought that I'd done the sculpture and uh, you know, and he was like, well, it kind of it is you. It's yours. So he was really gracious like that yeah. and, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for him and, well, I like him very much and we got on really well. Mind you, he literally had to hold me up for 18 hours. I was like, my back is... I was <laughs> eight and a half months pregnant and like, my back is killing me. So he literally had to physically hold me up to get the cast yeah. done because obviously we couldn't do the whole lot because we wouldn't have been able to breathe. Yeah. So it was all done in sections. Yeah. Definitely, but you know that that will be around when I'm dead. Yeah. 
And that's kind of what blows my mind a bit, and really. Paris being there as well, in, yeah. in some respects. Well, yeah, he was. He was. And Mark did a, another sculpture of Paris on my lap after he was born, um, which he's supposed to be getting to me at some point in the... Is he? Ah, okay. So I'm still, you know, chatting with him and, you know, communicating. He never treated me like I was disabled. Yeah. You know, he had a lot of respect and I think that's it was a mutual it's, it's different when you first meet someone yeah because it's nowadays it doesn't take long to, to, to lose that no um, it, it becomes rather than that woman with no arms and legs it's that woman your mate your pal yeah that's Ali it's understandable isn't it if you're put in a position that you've never really been in yeah. before uh, I can understand why people kind of don't know what they don't know what to do, yeah, do they? Well, you can't accept people's differences by ignoring them, can you? No, no. I mean, people say to me, you know, after five minutes with you, I forget that you're disabled. Yeah. And they'll do really funny things, like, all the time. She'll hand me a, a glass of water, and I'm going, what am I supposed to do that? How many people have yeah. come like that to you? Oh, <laughs> so many. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, and they're like, uh... I heard a thing... I, I was driving to when I used to have a job. I was driving to work one time, and I, li I was listening to this guy. He was talking about interviewing Paralympians or um, disabled sportsmen. Yeah, and yeah. And he was he went to interview a rugby player who was, I think, paraplegic. He couldn't move his arms anyway. Right. And it, this was the the um, the author saying. He said, "I walked in, put my arm out." He said, "He said and straight away, I've, I've like looked down." He said, "But this rugby player, he said, he's just." turned his head towards me and said people who can't move their arms you have to shake their left ear <laughs> he went so I've shook his left ear and he'd said that he was going to meet this other I'm thinking rugby player but this yeah. other sports person yeah. and this rugby player knew him so he's phoned him up and he said when he gets there put <laughs> your left ear out so he's got there and he's shaken the bloke's left ear and just carried on his normal <laughs> but then he went to speak to this fucking show-jumping woman. <laughs> he said he's gone in there trying to grab her ear. And she's going, what the fuck are you doing? Fantastic. How cool is that? Oh, How cool that, is that? That is, <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah, that's a story that stayed you know. with me. I, I mean, it. if they're quite good-looking, I'll go, well, I'll have a kiss, please. Yeah. But if they're not, <laughs> I just kind of leave them there and go, well, you can shake my oh, shoulder. So, I know she didn't ask me for a kiss when I walked in there. We're not allowed. Social distancing, that's Otherwise, it. you'd have been in for it. I'll send you one in the post. Oh, thank you. <laughs> can you sterilise it first with a sanitizer? I mean, the best thing at the moment, <coughs> go shopping, and obviously if I'm on the side, he has to clean his hands yeah. or whatever. And they look at me and they just don't know what to say. I mean, I do play on it because oh, it makes me laugh. You've got to. Yeah, you know, because what's the point of being angry about it? Or yeah. I'm very comfortable with me and I actually enjoy being me because yeah. it's a laugh most of the time. Do you know what I mean? I, I probably experience things with people that, you know, I wouldn't, other people wouldn't experience. Yeah. Go out to frighten the general public is my, you know, it's my <laughs> mission in life. Let's see who we can. Oh yeah, let's see who I can scare today, shall we? Because they yeah, do. People are like they just don't know what to do. Yeah. That's amazing. Thought let's that talk was about a joke. First, if you don't mind. No, not 2003. Yep, Paris was three. I, I, in fact, my friend Peter Harlow, I told you about earlier on. I phoned Pete because he'd already got an MBE for sports and and whatever, and I said, to Pete, is is this real? Or is it, is it a joke? And he went, ow, it's real. Look at the letter. <laughs> but I honestly, I didn't believe it. For one, why would I get an MBE? For what? Yeah. It's you know. For what you stand for, isn't it? Well, yeah. But, I mean, now I'd like to be a dame, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes, we so are heading I. for... Yes! <laughs> Join the club! <laughs> dame Lapper sounds so good. So, and I don't know, I just... It was an amazing, you know, we hired a limo for the day and it was an amazing, you know. Had Who presented it to you? The Queen. Nice. And it was, what was so interesting was obviously she's not a very tall lady herself and I was still, I, I wanted to walk, not sit in the wheelchair. And one of her footmen, sweet guy, I, I said to him, I can't stand in that queue, you know, I need to be sitting. It's like, it's all right, don't worry. And he, he took my place in the queue 
until it was, I think, two before before me. Right. And then he got kept, brought me over and said, right, if you stand here. And I went, I know this is really daft. I said, but if I fall over, will you please pick me up? Yeah. But just said, I said, just stand where you're back to everybody so they can't see me. Yeah. I was absolutely petrified of falling over in front of like 300 and something people. And not being able to get up. Get back up again. Might be small, but you know weebles. Oh no, weebles, wobbles, and they don't <laughs> fall down. I fall down and stay there. I'm done, that's it. So, and he walked with me up and you have to, you know, bow and and what have you. Making every centre of, of gravity sort Seriously. of Seriously, yeah, and um, she stands on like a little bit of the platform. Yeah. She actually had to get off the platform to, to pin breaking a bit photo yeah and it was really it was lovely you know her skin was amazing I wanted to say to her mum your skin is amazing what do you use and she was just very sweet I mean so so yeah I mean it was an amazing day and then we went to the Ritz for, and had lunch nice. and but I reckon every life. one of those you'll be thinking they deserve it I don't you know, yeah, that's, but, I, that's, but that's what I was saying huh? why yeah. do I I don't deserve this so again, it was just another. Do you use the initials at the end? MBE, always. Absolutely. You've got some initials, um, haven't you? Well, which ones would you like? <laughs> <laughs> you've got the. Uh, yeah, you've got I've that. I've got MBE. well MBE, um, Ali Lapa first class BA Ons, um, and now I've got uh, honorary doctorate as well so your initials is more letters than your name yeah now. and i'm dyslexic <laughs> why <laughs> the numbers that's about it <laughs> uh, oh fantastic um and then your honorary doctorate my honorary doctorate so i went to brighton university yeah. to do my degree um i just finished my foundation course in london i went around more or less all the art schools in London and I just didn't feel particularly welcomed yeah. so someone said to me well why don't you go and look in Brighton and I've been brought up in Sussex anyway so I came down my interview there were nine people in my interview and I went uh, <laughs> does this normally happen and they're like no but we need to see if if we can you know meet your needs and all that and I was like right okay yeah. And I, I knew about <clears throat> halfway through, I thought, I am, they're not going to take me on. So I said to the head, um, Bill Beach, I said, okay, I can see that I'm losing this. Give me three months. I said, if you think I'm not up to scratch, chuck me out. I'll go. I won't go quietly, but I'll go. That'd be a guilty dismissal, wouldn't it, if that yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. And I came out... You with... tell her. No, you tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and basically I came out with a first class degree Excellent. because my heart and soul went into that degree because yeah. if you'd have said to me four years before you're going to get a degree I'd have laughed you out the room so everything that I've done like you know get my first flat um, learning to drive you know moving to London living on my own I mean I didn't have PAs until I was 42 yeah. you know I did it all for myself but my neck and my back at that age I like enough so, you know, you, I don't know, you just, you want to do these things, but you don't quite know how you're going to do it, and then you do. Just before we started this recording, you mentioned about you um, going to tutor at Brighton University. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, again, I'd never imagined that I would be asked Correct. back to actually go and, you know, work with other, well, fashion students and design, and... I love it. I get them all painting with their mouths and their feet, and like they, you know, they get my story, which I try to make as funny and as interesting as possible. Um, and it, it's brilliant because once they've started to kind of either paint with their mouths or their feet, all the kind of barriers that they, you know, there's a disabled woman in the room, she's telling me what to yeah. do. Um, I really, you know, they're very self-conscious young people. This, I don't, I don't know if we were so self-conscious, but. They are, they don't want to look silly. Yeah. Where does that come from? I don't know. Because we weren't like that. No. We were, anyway, so. No, we didn't. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, rumour just went round the pub, didn't it? Yeah. Years ago, now it goes round the fucking world. Yeah. And it's like, I suppose, you know, there was no Facebook or 
there wasn't that pressure, was there? Yeah. Um, to do it right. To do it right, yeah. So you just, you know, you'd just go and do it, and maybe somebody would take a photo, but you can guarantee it would be blurred, or <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Have a streak down yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, you would. Yeah. Well, as Rankin said to me, you know, in 50 years' time, I think even less than that now, there will be no physical photographs to hold. And I'm seeing it at the moment because I, like, I'm yearning to go into a gallery and see a bit of artwork rather than just looking at it on fucking Facebook or, or Instagram rather. Yeah. But I'm getting used to it. That's the, you that's know. the thing. After three months of this yeah. um, isolation, yeah. social distancing, we are getting a bit used to it, aren't we, you know? And is that, uh, I, don't, I don't think that's such a good thing, I don't know. Well, it's, it's pushed me to to use technology a bit more. Has it? I'd always, okay. well, like we were saying about this, this is the first one that I've done during social distancing. Right. Even with like mates and that, we've, we've sort of even done it over Zoom, which I'm not keen on, but I've come right. to terms with more. Yeah. It's, it's, it's enabled me to speak to someone, not that I've done it yet, but if they're in Newcastle or yeah. America, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we there was a school in, in Ireland, near Dublin. They, when Paris died, it was in the papers, and, and they sent me, all of them, was it 28 of them? 29? They're probably like, I don't know, 11, 12 maybe, 10? Oh, they, no, they're older than that. I think you're right. I should just bring the chair, point the chair around yeah. here, shouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> You've got the info. <laughs> I'll go then. That, I'm going to go and sit in the sun, okay? So. <laughs> anyway, Sally, the first question <laughs> on my list. <laughs> what do you do? Should. How, how would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know you? <laughs> she bloody well tells me what to do, or she tries. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, where was I? What were we saying? A boys in Ireland. And bless them, I mean, you don't expect <coughs> to get cards from lads that don't even know you and they'd all done individual, written, beautiful, and some things that probably an adult wouldn't have said. Yeah. I can't even remember what... That's it. And I just, it was just, you know, it really touched me. And their, their teacher... Um, Obviously, we started like chatting backwards and forwards, and we're like, well, we, you know, we were going to go over in March, and I was going to do a workshop with the boys and meet up with them, and because I even got Christmas cards, which was lovely. So we did our first Zoom meeting with the boys, and it was so funny because I don't think their teacher realised that they were like sending little messages. It's my turn. Do you remember? <laughs> Why am I not allowed to speak to her? And all, it was brilliant. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And although they're not going to be with them next year, we've already said, as soon as we can get over to see you, you know, with, obviously without having to do all this social distancing and whatever, yeah. then I would definitely be over. And right. But you know, when just out of the, things like that happen out of the blue, yeah. and that's what I love. I love about being me. So even though out of tragedy obviously losing Paris something has you know something really I, positive I, I'm quite a believer in, in me as I get older or, that the, the, the world has got a bit of equilibrium yeah. yeah you know we have we have like like you know three months ago we were all shit scared to walk outside your front door yeah a couple of months later we're still in quarantine but now many of us are coming out to demonstrate about our fellow man being indeed being treated differently by the police you know yeah it's, fucking amazing the, the way things work and I yeah I do believe that you know no matter how much negativity you get there's a, a little bit of oh yeah, yeah. and to, I think it'll, you know also on, on how you are as a person I think if you're you know quite positive and don't always look at the you know demon gloom yeah. try to find the positive out of things definitely Will you be quiet over there under the umbrella? I've only bought two, Mike. Sit, I, I know. <laughs> I should have warned you. <laughs> what um, would you think to relax? Talk to people like you. Yeah, that's relaxing. Shop. Shop. I'm a shopaholic. I've got over 50 pairs of boots. And, uh, yeah, and you're not showing them a bit of colour there, are you? Oh, like a bit of silver, silver? I've got gold, silver, silver gold. sparkly. Oh, yeah. I love sparkle. You know, and bright colours, stuff like that. So, yeah, I really, 
I really, you know, I mean, yeah, all the boots. You're definitely destined to be to stand out, aren't you? Well, absolutely. <laughs> so I might as well do it properly. It, well, yeah. And the thing about being in a wheelchair now is because I, when I was younger and I was on my feet, I could never wear high heel shoes because I couldn't walk in them, yeah. fall over. So now I wear boots with absolutely ridiculously <laughs> high heels uh, uh, yeah. because I'm not walking. Yeah. Although, of course, when I went to go to the loo, I had to say to Sally, right, you'll have to take these off because I can't stand in them. <laughs> or I'm wobbling away and she's like, I can sit still. And I'm like, I can't, I'm going to fall. Yeah. So again, it's finding the, yeah, and they're never going to wear out, yeah. are they? You know, and it's like finding the positive. Yeah. I am. Although I like physically going to the shop and that interaction, yeah. you know, because obviously if, if I'm on my own, you know, I have to get people to help me. Um, and I love doing that because they just uh, you can see and if they run away cause oh, it be exactly the same I could, even when you said it there I was thinking because like, you just I don't know whether you're going to do some harm you're obviously but not if, you, if someone's asking you you're not going to do harm no um, so I, I will ask someone for help and it's happened everything yeah. which is really sweet you know and, and I just think that I don't know if you haven't met something or do you know what I mean it's kind of and although people say to me oh you know it's not your duty to make people feel comfortable well actually I think it kind of yeah, is yeah it's just going all of us to do that isn't it? you know I mean I always say some stupid joke about arms or breaks the ice yeah it? you know do you want a hand and they look yeah. at me and go I uh, uh, then you that, know at least that tells them that that yeah that, that yeah. you're allowing us to sort of not take the piss, but yes. be, be like that as well, you know. Absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, the best thing is, as I say, if I'm shopping on my own in the supermarket, people do ignore you. You know, I ask them to get something down for me and they just quickly... Breaking barriers yeah. and letting people see you. Yeah. I mean, I've got... We were talking about shame. I've, I've done some bad shit in my past, but I justify a lot of it. But there's a couple of things I've done that even now I can't excuse. And, they, and, and one of them was about a woman in a wheelchair and it was a natural instinct so it was I didn't think about I, you know, I didn't do no harm but when I went into a, a prison called Ellswick it was the first time I was allowed out on my own to go to college right so I hadn't been out on my own for five and a half years sure. and um, I was sitting there outside of McDonald's in the town centre during lunchtime and I was I was the happiest person in Aylesbury because I was I had my little bit of freedom and it was a lovely day like today we were sitting yeah. outside McDonald's and they had these concrete seats that possibly they, they didn't have a back to them so it was like double sided and maybe three or four people long Yeah. and there was about maybe four or five of them in a row and I'm sort of looking down and I'm speaking to the old boy next to me and he's speaking to the you know the old girl the other side and I'm so fucking happy and I'm talking to people as they're walking past and as I'm talking to this guy a few seats down I've seen this blonde girl a couple of years I was 30 29 30 she was probably about 25 26 way above my league and she's like looking at me and, and she smiled and I thought oh that could have been for me then you know <laughs> and then I've looked around and she looked at me again and I sort of poked my tongue out that sort of thing and she smiled and I'm like you know something's working here and then um, yeah this girl and I've looked around to, to her again and she weren't there and I was like oh but as I've turned back she was in front of me. Excellent. And I've looked, I've looked at her eyes, and then I saw she was in a wheelchair. And I just, I looked, and I had this grin, and I went, ah! I dropped my face with surprise that she right. was in a wheelchair. Right. And then her face dropped, obviously, at my reaction. Yeah. And, then, and I looked away, and then I looked up, and she'd gone. And I just, I felt so much fucking shame of that. Why? Oh, because it's, it's, it, it, it was an instinct. It, it was an instinct. Yeah. And I, I justify it that way, yeah. but. I, I, I'm not that sort of person. No, I know, yeah. but it's, so that is, it's an instinct. And it was, and I just, I can imagine her telling the same story from her perspective yeah. now, saying like, there was this bloke, he was far arsing about, you know, he was, seemed a really nice guy. He looked at me, saw I was in a chair, and looked away. And and that's what I think. How much I could have hurt, maybe, hopefully. But you're not responsible for everybody's yeah, I know, feelings. I know. But either you know. way, I've, I've carried that around with me for years, you know. No, no, but... And, you know, you wouldn't do it now. <clears throat> Can you ask, like, if a cup of tea, please? Would you like a drink? Oh, no, I'm nearly done it. I, f I actually forget you're recording <laughs> it. I probably <laughs> so told you... I. No. <gasps> well, I'm Shit. about... Uh, what I was saying about when I, when I mentioned um, trying to get funding, 
is there's a there's a ruling. This is going a bit off off kilter. There's a ruling that says that people with a criminal record, if we're attacked in the street, for instance, we can't claim against it. So what? if you broke your arm, oh, fucking hell. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Say we were walking down the street. Yep. Someone come and hit us both around the head. Yep. You could claim for your broken nose, but I can't claim for mine because Why? I've got a criminal record. What? Exactly. Isn't it bonkers? And I knew of this about six or seven years ago, and it it really sort of hurt me because I'm not that I'm not that person anymore. I can't. I think it's loot that I've never. Well. I've never heard of it. And no, I'm, it's, it's mad. It's, see, I'd like to go into prisons and get them prisoners painting with their mouths and their feet. Do it. We got. I can, I can, I can do it. I go into prisons often. And what do I need to do? I'll sort it. And we'll do it together. Really? Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Could yeah. we film it? I, we wouldn't be able to film it no? in there. Okay. But um, we can document film it going in, document yeah. it coming out. Brilliant. Um, Excellent. I'd love to do it. You yeah, know, why why not help somebody else? That's yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm all in for taking people into jail and yeah. It's, yeah. it's good for you, it spreads the word and it's good for the cons as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be Sky amazing. Arts ranking. Ranking, I love ranking. He's pretty cool, isn't he? He's so cool. He was in my last show. I met I've oh, not, was I've he? Not met him, oh you not met he's him? He's making an artwork to my last show. Oh, I just, he was brilliant. I just. He treated yeah. you like he'd known you for years. Oh! He treats everybody like that. When we were having our photograph taken, he got his arms around me and he was whispering sweet nothing to you in my ear. And I was like, right from the word go, as soon as I went into his studio, he went, been waiting to meet you because you're gobby, just like me. And I was like, yes, I like you. And we just got on, didn't we? Yeah. We were supposed to be there for an hour meeting. Oh, four, four hours later. Well, I can't help it that I'm so captivating. And how cool were them photos he took as well? Oh, yeah. Of, uh, of everyone. Oh, yeah. But the the way he he had you there, you had a guy sat behind you. Yeah, you I at did. At one point. Yeah. Yeah, he had to hold me on that thing and I'd fallen off. It was hilarious. But again, he's very likeable, funny, kind. Yeah, I mean, he still does things with Carly, doesn't he, now? Um, remember the lady with um, alopecia? Really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and cold, wasn't it? Yeah, and he, you know, he got her to take the wig off, didn't he? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, she is. She's amazing. Yeah. What a little bit of confidence yeah. can do to someone. Honestly, it was phenomenal. You if know, you can make someone just go. Well, I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. yeah. It changes your fucking yeah. life. It does. It? Yeah. In fact, I think all of them. Damien, yeah. he now he feels like a man again. I mean, God bless. You know, he was sixteen or something, and they took away basically the leg from there right up and he felt like his man had gone yeah. and yet Rankin took his picture and he just grew and the artificial leg that he hated people seeing Rankin said come on show the leg and it's powerful isn't oh, it yeah. you know and I'm not saying it's down to Rankin and I but if you can push somebody a little bit and you know I mean I suppose me going in like I am hopefully it makes people think oh okay if there was five artists, past and present, oh my goodness. what would your ideal group show be? Oh my god. Um, well, obviously Mark, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? Mark Quinn. Yep. God, I don't know who else. I like Frida, Carlo. Of course. Um, I can't, I'm so bad with names. He does what? He's the... Oh. The Scottish guy, he smokes like a chimney. Jack Vitriano. That's the man, I love his stuff. He's not been about for a while, is he? He's in Spain. Uh, no, Italy, sorry. How many have I got there? Three. Three. Oh, yeah, Robert Maplethorpe, I love, because he was just so out there at, at a time that just wasn't. Although I would say now that we are less out there than back then. We've become so scared of flesh sex yeah. uh, I don't know we've just gone back to almost Victorian well, I think we were freer in the 80s than we are now well them photographs of you yeah. where you've got a black background and I, I don't know if you was naked but you was definitely 
Because somebody said to me, do you have the same emotions as able-bodied people? And I just thought, what? What the fuck is that? Honestly, and, and that's why I did them, because there was about 12 of them, and I put them, they were just... Um, Who's are they? Are they yours? They're mine. I own them, yeah. So, yeah. It, so I think those, they were from the Mark Quinn thing? No, no. We, the sculpture was a Mark Quinn thing. And, I mean, there is a book that uh, he didn't tell me that, that he was bringing out where I'm stark, bloody naked and pregnant again and slapped in, you know, dripping plaster of Paris and really, really sexy, you know. <laughs> but, hey, you know. Uh, but, yeah. Um, who else? Mmm... How many have I got now? Oh, I've, I've not even forgot to write them down. <laughs> Some. <laughs> what else did we just I've, say? I've this bit of paper has become irrelevant through this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we should have warned you. Any of your questions are going to be completely irrelevant. You got any more? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, that's great. Um, come on, who do I like? There's loads of people. Who would be documenting this? Rankin. In fact, I'd like to work with him again, because he was just fun. If I can try and figure out my last... Oh, and then you've ripped up. (laughs) If you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be? Yeah, I don't know. What would I do? Who knows? Because I'm not... I am, I've always been like, so yeah. can't imagine myself. I mean, that's all my questions asked, but I have a few sort of sub-questions. Go on then, we like it's sub-questions. It's an hard one at the moment because of the position we're in, but what have you got coming up? Um, what have we got coming up? Got an idea to, because obviously I'm on Instagram, both of us keep coming across different artists. In fact, we've already met one, haven't we? Um, in Winchester we went down to see him and I just thought it'd be really nice to just actually start hooking up with different artists but actually record it so film it you know and actually I don't know just maybe set up that I can collaborate with other people because I actually enjoy being with other people you said about Instagram where can people find your social media I've got my own website which is alilapa.com a L I, L A double P E R. Is it M B E? I can't remember. M B E O B E. A A. A A. Yes, seriously. Got it. I that's all my questions asked. You've been a darling. Thank you very much. Oh no, thank you. It's been taking up some matter. It's going to take me about eight hours to edit it. There we are, Alison Lapper. What a stick of dynamite that woman is. I'm pretty sure her wheelchair must be a 4x4 with tractor wheels because when she comes up against life's hurdles and adversities she just flips it into fast mode and tramples all over the bastards. What an absolute inspiration. And remember there when Ali said that she used to go into Lewis Prison when she was a small child? Well, Ali said that she's always wanted to go back to teach the inmates how to foot paint. That's something I'm definitely going to organise as soon as we see the back of this coronavirus. She'll probably start she'll probably start another bloody riot. I'll jump on her lap and we'll do a wheel spin and wheelie out the gates. Whatever platform you listen to this podcast, there should be somewhere you can leave a comment. If you could do that, it'll only take a few seconds. It really does help us and anyone else looking for an art podcast. So thanks for listening and until next week. Tada. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.